For more than 20 years, it's championed the work of the country's printmakers. Now Print Council Aotearoa New Zealand has published a book featuring a dazzling array of prints by its members. Pecans has around 250 of them, and many are seriously pushing the boundaries with their techniques. Take a look at the photo gallery at rnz.co.nz forward slash standing room only. Proof, two decades of printmaking, allows each artist to provide a short note describing their work. While some are breaking new ground technically, many are using traditional techniques like screen printing, lino and woodcuts. I spoke to two of the printmakers who worked on the book, Cathy Boyle and Heather Partell, starting with an explanation of the double meaning of the book's title. Proof is when a printmaker start, begins uh, doing what is called an edition usually, um, where there might be a series of prints of a particular image they'll do they'll proof it as they go until they get it to the right resolution of of what they're wanting it to look like so that the proof is that term and the double meaning for proof in terms of the title of this uh, as mentioned is the achievements of the print council Uh, so who'd like to to give us a a potted history of the print council when and why it started well the print council was started by marty brady who was the head of print at Whanganui Fine Arts. And he had a lot of printmaking students who, once they left, were slightly adrift because they didn't have any equipment and they didn't have all their little contacts around. So he decided he would start a print council, which meant that it was there to facilitate opportunities for them exhibition opportunities and just a contact base for them so that they sort of didn't wander off into the blue and and finish their printmaking through lack of support. But once the general printmaking public heard about this from around New Zealand, then it just, it grew. They all wanted to be part of it too. So that was really its beginning. It was Marty Brady's little wee baby and he, he started it. And where is it at now in terms of membership, but also in terms of the diversity of the work? Carol Shepard has also written um, a forward to the to the book, and she thanks Pecans uh, for this wealth of beautiful, provocative, thoughtful and challenging images produced over two highly productive decades. So that's a thanks to the council and a thanks to the printmakers. But in 2022, where is printmaking at, do you think? It's grown enormously, both in in the range of techniques that are now available, because we've got people who use the traditional techniques, and then a lot of our print members will use digital methods that weren't available 20 years ago. Some of our members have now stretched out, and they look at print rather than just being on on paper as a sculptural, and they're exploring all sorts of different ways of using what uh, may be print techniques that are recognised but utilising them in a far different way to what is expected. Um, Not pieces of paper, but they'll be working on plaster and metal and all sorts of things. Yeah, I think it's it's gone where no one would possibly recognise that some of the work would be print as such. The points made uh, in the introduction too that both of you had contributed to that printmaking is an art form in which the artistic process is not entirely in the printmaker's control. I think of ceramics being not dissimilar and sometimes glass also. (laughs) There's a leap of faith when you're creating your work. Heather, is that part of the the charm of it for you and the challenge? Oh, absolutely. 
Marty Vrader's uh, opening comment in there talks about the the magic of pulling back the the felts on the printing press and seeing the image for the first time, and that is that is very much about the fact that you are slightly removed from it. So it's a surprise when you see it. You know where you're aiming for, but it's it's always very exciting to see that see that image. And I think you're right. It probably is a bit like ceramics. The the moment you open up the kiln, what has been successful, what has failed, what has what has come out in some unexpected way and so yes I, th- I think it's quite a good comparison Lynn. Well Kathy, I imagine picking up on that there, there will be times where there will be unhappy accidents but perhaps times also where there'll be some happy accidents. Has that happened to you over the years? Oh a- absolutely. Um, I think every printmaker has a draw of unexpected unwanted um, images <laughs> and failures and you pop those away, but there will be that time when you pull back the blanket or you take the plate away from whatever image you're producing and you think, oh, my God, I never realised that would happen. You know, it's it's a huge buzz of excitement and sort of different. I was a painter many years ago. Somehow a painter has more control over where the actual image is, is going, but printmaking, there's always this huge element of surprise and you think oh wow and I think that's what's so exciting about it. Heather looking at your entry and I imagine for all of you just choosing one or two images was maybe the hardest thing when you've been um, making prints for so long but you say that letterpress was the foundation of your printing practice and I see elements of topography uh, in one of the uh, images that you selected for the book topography and playing with it I guess deconstruction of the familiar I see you also quote it so what are you exploring at the moment yourself in your in your work uh yeah I've sort of come full circle with letterpress I I started my print life when I was 16 with letterpress and absolutely fell in love with with that and came to printmaking from the direction of Books really, because I, I I had printed a book of poetry from for Laura Sedmond, and I was I was wanting to to do more of that kind of work, but I felt like I needed to have image making skills, and so printmaking was the direction to go for that. But having come through many years of printing, I'm keen to go back to letterpress. Um, it, it is my first love. And there's a new world to explore, I think, in letterpress compared to when I started out with that many, many years ago. Did you have an internal struggle, Kathy, deciding what to go in the book? Oh, I did. I did. I I try and experiment with lots of things. I, I, I'm not, I don't really follow one particular path. And so when I came to have a look and think, well, what was going to be an expression of me and my practice? It was actually quite a hard decision to make because I was so diverse in what I was doing. I chose two pieces of work. Um, one of the things I work with often is print making with plaster. A plaster is the most wonderful. It receives the ink and the image incredibly well. I've got one piece of work there, which is a multiple. Um, I had recently been to a workshop with an American uh, printmaker on waterless lithography, and it was right 
at the beginning of our lockdown and in COVID. And so I had this wonderful six weeks of where I couldn't do anything and I simply experimented trying to learn this whole new technique. Um, so one of the works is really the little experimental pieces. I created an artwork out of those and it's a more sculptural piece. And the other one is I did some experimenting of putting plaster on paper and then printing it. So it's quite a different look, but um, I decided that was the unifying pieces that I'd put in the book. Quite a few of the, um, the contributors talk about the satisfaction of the physical art of carving a woodblock. Do you feel that, Kathy? Is that, is that the process you use? Because as you say, there are different ways of doing things these days. I have done wood blocks. I have to say it's not probably a medium I use a lot of, but a lot of people do really enjoy that physicality of using a wood block. It's also slightly more accessible to a lot of people who have smaller studios where they're not able to have um, etching fluids or things like that. It's something that can be done at the kitchen table if they don't have a big space to do it. And also wood blocks can also be hand printed without the use of an etching press. So it is quite a popular way for printmakers to work in it. It actually has its own, it has a, a special look, I think. It, it, it very much looks of a work of the hand wood blocks, which appeals to a lot of people. What would be some of the other main techniques now then? They just keep growing. There are the good old traditional ones of etching where it uses, you know, some sort of um, mordant to actually etch into, alum in, into aluminium or copper, not so much because it's so expensive these days. Or there is a lot of people use digital methods now to do some of those printing. There's solar plate, which is a was a industry way of printing newspapers and things that the printmakers have adapted. Printmakers are quite like sponges, and often where they see a particular technique that's used within the industry, they'll take that on board and see how they can develop it in their own practice. So it doesn't stand still printmaking. It moves very much with what's available at the time. I was struck too by the different backgrounds of the artists. I mean, you've got um, Kathy Riley comes to this as a graphic designer, turn the page, and then uh, Robin Tillman will talk about printmaking being a natural extension of her skills honed as a textile artist and calligrapher and bookmaker. Deborah Crow, a few pages later, uh, says it starts with as a weaver, uh, and that's her approach to it. So I think that's one of the things I really love about printmaking is that these different artistic skills can all bring people to printmaking? It's a very welcoming sort of democratic way of art, actually. It's, it's, there are so many techniques and so many ways of people being introduced to printmaking. I think it, it does cover a really broad spectrum of people from different walks of life. Yes, it definitely does. We've got a, a very diverse membership in that way. And I think, though, that the lovely thing about printmaking is that, and it's certainly demonstrated through print council, through workshops, summer schools and so on, that printmakers like to get together and talk about uh, different techniques, some other art forms. People keep their methods close to their chest, but printmakers like to share and um try different things and 
whatever's new, everybody wants to know it and try it, and they take those, they take that in in their own direction and into their into their own particular style of work. This may well be an impossible question, but I'll ask it anyway because I'm paid to ask the hard questions. But when you're, if you're making something like a limited print run of, I don't know, maybe half a dozen prints, could they be very different ultimately when, when they're produced, you know, the, the ink or the technique, you know what I mean? So they, they may be one of six, but if you had all six side by side, of course the bones and the, the palette would be the same, but there would be, could there be quite a difference between them? And is that kind of part of the charm of printmaking, that they're not identical? Yes, some people, rather than working in editions, work in a series. So you can see that there's a commonality in a set of prints. It's perhaps slightly different to what you're talking about, Lynn, but that's that's one way, way of working. But within within an edition, theoretically, an edition is if it's six pieces. Theoretically, they are as close to each other in look as possible. Um, but if you start changing colours and maybe moving something around a little bit, then you would tend to call it a series rather than an edition. And if you're doing a limited edition, does that wood carving or whatever the original lino cut, whatever it is, does that have to be destroyed? Um, a lot of people do. Um, yeah, often they'll put a slash through the middle of an etching plate or they will cut a woodcut in half. Or if it's a woodcut or a plate that can actually then be adapted to um, another series of work using it partially or, as Heather said, using a whole new set of colours, then it might be saved for that approach. But when you say you've got an addition of 20 prints, then that's it. You can't keep adding to it because it's a particularly good seller and you actually think you wish you'd made it 50, so you carry on, make 50. It's yeah, tw- an addition of 20 is an addition of 20. Proof. Two Decades of Printmaking is published by Massey University Press. I was talking to two of the contributors, printmakers Cathy Boyle and Heather Partell.